Be warned that once you pick up a refreshingly cold drink from McDonald's and people see just how refreshingly cold that drink from McDonald's is, you may create drink envy because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. For a morning brew that really creates a stir, get any size iced coffee, including caramel and French vanilla, for just 99 cents before 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. What's going on, Dodgers Nation? Welcome to a special emergency episode of Dodgers Dugout. After the Dodgers have traded for Joe Kelly and Lance Lynn, giving up their number nine prospect, Nick Nestrini. We're talking about... Mar and. Uh What's going on, Dodgers Nation? Welcome to a special emergency episode of Dodgers Dugout. After the Dodgers have traded for starting pitcher Lance Lynn, Joe Kelly is back. They give up their number nine prospect pitcher Nick Nostrini, Jordan Leisure, and Trace Thompson heading back to the team that drafted him, the Chicago White Sox. We have so much to break down, and my number one goal for this episode, my number one goal I'm trying to accomplish is to get you excited about trading for Lance Lynn, a pitcher with a 647 ERA, and Joe Kelly, an ERA of almost five. I think I'm going to accomplish that, but first I want to get your instant reaction. My instant reaction to this is I think this is a really strong deal. I think this is Andrew Friedman continuing to cook. Now we're talking about already four acquisitions. I told you yesterday they would make at least five. We could go past that. It's to me a move that makes a lot of sense. We know what Andrew Friedman likes to do. He likes to go inside of his war chest. Wherever the Dodgers prospects are, where they have an abundance of, and that is pitching right now, that's where he'll go. And you give up Nick Nostrini, who has had potential, has upside, of course, a UCLA kid, a fellow Bruin. Don't want to see him leave, but he's a guy the strikeout rate has gone down a little bit, but hey, like I always say, you can't sell the cow and drink the milk. You got to give something to get something, and I think you get a, a reliever in Joe Kelly, who's been electric, as nasty as he's been. The ERA isn't there, but I'm going to explain to you why you shouldn't focus on that. If you're focusing on ERA for a reliever in 2023, I don't know what you're doing. So we're going to pop the hood on both these players.
players, and I'll show you some numbers that will indicate that they can have more success with this Dodgers team. You got to trust this organization. You throw them in Mark Pryor's pitching lab. You get Mariachi Joe Kelly back. Are you kidding me? I think this is a great move because, one, you can win now with these guys. Joe Kelly is someone that has electric stuff that's going to play up in the bullpen. The velocity's up two ticks on the sinker. His strikeout rate is as high as it's ever been. We're talking about a guy who hasn't thrown that curveball like he was with the Dodgers. He was throwing that curveball we saw. He's not doing that anymore. We're talking about electric stuff with the Chicago White Sox. He can absolutely help this team. And Lance Lynn, he likes to be an innings eater, right? This is a guy that's averaging over five innings per start. He's a guy where you look at the strikeout numbers are above average. Some of his hard hit rates, some of his Babbitt numbers are high. But I'm going to give you the numbers that will tell you why these guys, I think, are going to have success with this team. And yeah, you give up your number nine prospect. You have Jordan Leisure. You give up Trace Thompson, who was the story of the Dodgers last season. You saw the success that he had. But this year, he was never going to come back and have success. Yeah, he has had five hits his last two games down in AAA. This year, though, Trace Thompson, before the injury, hitting 155, a strikeout rate of 42.5. You're not going to see him put up the numbers that he did last year with the 142 way runs created plus, where he hit 13 home runs with the Dodgers. Yes, the Dodgers are without a Trace now. That fairy tale is over. He goes back to the team that drafts him. So you get guys that can help you this year, but also both those players have options. Lance Lynn, an option next year, club option over $18 million. You got Joe Kelly, a club option over $9 million. So you're talking about giving a number nine prospect with two guys that could theoretically help you not only for the remainder of this season, but beyond that next season. So we're going to break down this entire deal, but I know you guys are firing up the comment section first. If you guys are new to the channel, be sure to subscribe to the number one Dodgers YouTube channel, the number one Dodgers live stream and post game show. It's all thanks to you guys. You guys make this show what it is. I'm the man of the fan. It's your show. I'm just hosting it. And I'm still looking for that Jorinitos comment of the show. And if you get one of those, you're going to see one of these. Got to get that fixed. But, yeah, we're going to get into that. And also, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe. Hit that like button. I want all your takes on this trade. I'm going to figure out what's going on with this year. But let's jump into the comment section. Still not enough. That's from Gary A. Absolutely, it's not enough. But what did I say yesterday during the live stream? I said that Joe Kelly, if you can get Joe Kelly back and Lance Lynn, you make that deal. If you get one of them, hey, maybe not. But you get both of them, you give the Dodgers what they need. What I always say, they, C's get degrees, right? You don't necessarily need an A-plus pitcher right now if you're the Dodgers with with this offense, and really there's no top-shelf guys currently available on the market. Doesn't look like Corbin Burns is going to be on the move. Doesn't look like Dylan Cease is going to be on the move. Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander, those guys are a risk. I see people out there saying they should go out there and get Marcus Stroman. I have never been about Marcus Stroman. This is a guy that, in his last Five starts. Marcus Stroman has a 7.99 ERA with a 173 whip. No thank you on Marcus Stroman. That's a hard pass for me. In the words of Randy Jackson, that's a no from me, dog. But let's focus on this trade. Let's get to your comments. Here we go. Gave up nothing from Frank Garcia. I love the idea for both ends. Frankie 07. All we need is one more starter and an Arenado. Yeah, I mean, look, I would not close the book on Nolan Arenado. I don't think it's a pipe dream. It was just reported a few minutes ago. There has been communication. And the fact that there has been communication lets me know there's still a possibility that that deal could go down. Is it likely? Probably not. Is there a chance? I would say better than zero. I would say yes. But here we go. Stroman, I'll take the clam juice. No Mets player. Bigford can now be left off the roster. Yeah, there's going to be some roster moves, but I wouldn't focus too much on that right now because I think Freeman is still cooking. I think we'll see how this roster looks after August 1st. But yeah, you've already seen some moves made. Yanni, of course, got options. So, yeah, that makes the space for Rosario. But yeah, great deal. Bring Arenado and Flaherty. But, yeah, what is your reaction? Do, do, what is your grade for this trade? Just right off the bat, what is your grade for this trade? I give it an A. I give it an A, like I said yesterday. I would proudly have the bumper sticker on my car right now that says, my baseball team, the Los Angeles Dodgers, are honorable students at baseball elementary. But we got, sorry, Cardinals. What's the next move, D-Max? So let's first start with Joe Kelly. So, Joe Kelly, like I said, I see people out there saying, Joe, we got an A from Sonny. We got an A minus from Justin Lamas. B plus from Frank Garcia. We got a trade is a B minus. Francisco Alvarez. Doom Sound, B plus. C from Asbat, C. We got Phantom B. We got Graveman. We got Rita Loy, A. What did we give up? We got Circus, 96, B plus. Yeah, we already talked about it at the top of the show. We give their, nine, their number nine prospect in Nick Nostrini. And then the stream has a guy, it's been, his velocity has jumped since he's gone from the college level to the pro level. You saw the strikeout increase, but yeah, the Dodgers have a surplus of pitching. What does Andrew Friedman do? When he has a lot of pitchers, that's the well he's going to go to, right? He knows he has other guys within this organization. You can't use all these guys. We know that this double A 
pitching staff was legendary this season. The velocity was the best in the sport, right? And there's lots of talent up and down this organization. You saw what Emmett Sheen and Bobby Miller have been able to do. Gavin Stone, he got his cup of coffee. Ryan Pepio will still be back at some point. Michael Grove has looked better of late. Really, there's so much pitching in this organization that if you're going to trade away a prospect, Andrew Friedman, he knows in his war chest, that's where he has the abundance. So let's go down below the comment section. Dodgers just dumpster diving a fancier dump. That's from Nando390. What up, Nando? B minus or B plus. Our bullpen is nails. I expect to see more arm at least. What is the Dodgers nation come playoff time? What is the Dodgers rotation come playoff time? That's from Massimo Buffon. I think that remains to be seen. I mean, let's see if the Dodgers can still swing a deal for another starting pitcher. And look, they, you don't go this far if you're Andrew Friedman. You don't go this far. Right now, he's somewhere in the red zone, right? He's at the 10-yard line, but he hasn't crossed the goal line, right? But these are moves. These are the three-yard runs up the gut, right? These are the seven-yard receptions. You haven't, you're getting some first downs. You're moving the chains with Kike Hernandez and Rosario, Joe Kelly and Lance Lynn, but you haven't really got that touchdown that you're looking for yet. I still think he's going to punch in the end zone. So whether it be a Jordan Montgomery, whether it be a, a Jack Flaherty, whether it be a Scherzer, a Verlander, we'll see where they go as far as rotation. And I do think you saw Walker Buehler post another video. It feels like Walker Buehler is hungry to return, and I think he's going to return as a starting pitcher. So yeah, if if, if they don't get another starter, it definitely. Uh, well, my man Yanni, appreciate you, Yanni. Oh God, 4.99 USD. Doug, I'm heartbroken. In all seriousness, I love this trade. Hey. Trace, he owes you a game-worn signed jersey with a couple game-used bad Trace Thompson. You were his fan. You are his fan. Hey, if Trace Thompson has no more fans, that means you are no longer on this earth. Right, my man? So, yeah, I feel for you on that one. Fraudman just shopping at Goodwill, hoping something works his MO. But, no, this is not the case in this situation. He's not shopping. He, you're Maybe on the surface, it looks like he's shopping at the dollar menu. But, no, you're talking about a guy that you can you're talking about if you're talking about goodwill you're talking about someone that can find something and you can fix it and then you can sell it for a higher price now let's pop the hood on some of these players i'm going to tell you why you should be excited and first we're going to start with joe kelly so joe kelly you look at his era a 497 era that's not impressive but in 31 appearances this year he's striking out his opponents at a 32% clip that is a career high a 9.4% walk rate and a 56.2% ground ball rate. Those are all some of the best numbers that he's posed in his career. Those are all better than league average for relievers. So those numbers tell you strikeout rate, walk rate, and ground ball rate for Joe Kelly are all above average. So that tells you right there, don't look at the ERA, right? If you look at those figures, like I said, he dropped that curveball, not throwing that pitch. We saw when he was pitching with an injury, he was just going through the junk pitches. That isn't the case this year. So you also look at that 497 ERA and you consider the 329 batting average on balls in play. The White Sox defense is bad. The Dodgers defense is better. He'll benefit from that. A 58.7% strand rate. Yes, you're pushing runs across the plate more. The runs are an issue. We get that. But he has a 325 FIP. Okay, 325 FIP. If you're not aware of a FIP, that's basically a number that considers what you're in control for, right? The the What the pitcher actually has control of in a 325 FIP, a 323 expected ERA, right? So the 323 expected ERA in a 297 Sierra. All those numbers say that that 497 ERA should be lower. All those numbers are indicating that. When you look at the quality of contact he's given up, when you look at the strikeout numbers, when you look at what he's in control of, all those numbers say that that ERA should be lower. So that's something to feel good about if you're a Dodgers fan about Joe Kelly. And yeah, like I said, he has been absolutely electric this year with his stuff. And when you're looking at pure stuff, pure raw stuff, he has that in his bag. And that's why I think the Dodgers made this trade. The Dodgers are an organization that looks at former Dodgers and says, oh, we just romanticizing about them. We want to get back with our ex because of those warm and fuzzy feelings and those moments and those all those great memories that we had. No, they were not doing that. It, it doesn't, Joe Kelly, having been a former Dodger, I think played a very small role in the Dodgers trading for Joe Kelly. They trade for Joe Kelly because they see he's in the 99th percentile in fastball velocity. They see those expected numbers that will tell you that he should be performing better, that those numbers should be lower. So, yeah, yeah, I think he's also too, he's just a completely different pitcher 
than he was when he was with the Dodgers. This year, you're seeing him go more that slider. You see him go more to that sinker, throwing that curveball less at a 20.6% clip. That four-seam fastball, you're seeing at a 16% clip. So, yeah, I think Joe Kelly, he's going to be juiced. He's going to be excited. I think it's going to be electric to see Mariachi Joe. If someone needs to get plunked, we know who's going to get the ball in that situation. And, yeah, I think for him, it's just locating that sinker. Opponents hitting 304 on. It, but yeah, I'm feeling really good about that trade for Joe Kelly. As far as Lance Lynn goes, you're talking about a Dodgers team that in just a little over half their games this year, a little over half their games this year, the starting pitcher has pitched five innings in that game. Okay, that's not going to get it done. That's going to tax the bullpen. But Lance Lynn is a guy that you can at least trust that's going to go out there and give you four or five innings. I've seen people out there saying that this guy is going to be a bust. No, he is not going to be a bust with this Dodgers team. I can almost promise you that. He's not Noah Syndergaard with a beard, right? He's not that. He isn't that because his strikeout numbers, his peripherals are close to his career averages. So I'm feeling pretty good about Lance Lynn. We're going to dive into his numbers here in a second. But first, let me get some more of your takes when it comes to Joe Kelly, I'm telling you, Joe Kelly and the Dodgers, that has a nice ring bleep. You know what I mean? But 199, Lynn will bring the intensity we needed last NLDS from Nicholas Ramos, 199. This year, Dave won't let Lynn go five either. Look, I disagree with that. We know what you're referencing. Of course, you're talking about Tyler Anderson there in game four, the NLDS against the Padres. He was cruising. He was rolling, and he comes out of that game. And yeah, that was a bad decision, but still it's about preserving the bullpen, preserving the starters heading into the postseason. But Noah, so long guard. Yeah, Cinder guard, Cinder gone that's definitely good the ultimate addition by subtraction lynn will give you six or seven innings Noah with the beard lol yeah i'm telling you, he's not that he is not that but yeah if you look at where he's at focus on the ra that's fine but i'm telling you lance lynn has more to offer than just that but just starting right there what this team needs they need guys they can trust. Veterans that go out there and pitch. Okay, I've seen people out there talking about bringing Ridge Hill back. Ridge Hill? I mean, Lance Lynn is a lot better than Ridge Hill, especially at this stage of his career. And Lance Lynn, he's pitched this year so far 119 and two-thirds innings. That's 25th in Major League Baseball. It's 25th in Major League Baseball. And you look at that, that's something that this Dodger team sorely needs. So I like the addition of Lance, Lance Lynn. And I wanted to tell you yesterday, the Dodgers, they were close to trading for him in 2020 during their World Series run when he was on the Rangers. And the Dodgers, they liked him then, and they liked him still today. And usually that's the case with teams. When they identify certain players that they think not only can help their team, they pinpoint guys and say, oh, we see this, we identify this, we think we can fix that. The Dodgers have a track record of doing just that. Only problem with Noah Syndergaard is his peripheral were nowhere near what they were when he was actually a legitimate starting pitcher in this league. That wasn't the case. But let me just point that out. Before we talk about ERA, I mean, we, before we talk about fit, before we talk about some of his advanced metrics, start with innings pitched, okay? That is where you need to focus on right now because that is what this Dodgers team desperately needs. This guy, 119 and two-thirds innings. Do you know what the most innings pitched for a Dodgers starting pitcher is this year? I'll, I'll, I'll wait. Let me see if I can get some guesses down below in the comment section. Don't look it up. What do you think is the most innings pitched by a Dodgers starting pitcher this year? I'll wait. Let's see. Don't look it up. Let's see. Who can get it? Lance Lynn will give up four to six runs per start. Dodgers better start hitting from Mike M. Free Otani from Carlos O. Lynn is a huge get. 12 from Angel Villalobos. Man, why won't this thing work? Uh, 87, nope. 96, close Michael Carrillo. 95, Marco Tostado. 92, Sergio Dimag. How about a Hulk smash? Everyone about Lynn. We got to 90, 83, 69, 91, Kershaw, 96, 94, Kevin Yuha, 75.2. No, you, someone said it. I think it was Michael Carrillo said 95, but oh, 101. So it's 95 and a thirds by Clayton Kershaw, who has missed time due to that shoulder injury. Other than that, you have Tony Gonson, 82 and two-thirds innings. Julio Urias, who's missed time with a hamstring injury, 81 and a thirds innings. Then Michael Grove, 56 and two-thirds innings. Cindergaard, 55 and a thirds innings. Bobby Miller, 54 and two-thirds innings. Lance Lynn at 119 and two-thirds innings is definitely a positive benefit to this, okay? And that's what the 
Dodgers team is looking for. They absolutely need some adults in the room. They can go out there, pull up their big boy pants, and say, I'm going to give you five or six innings because that's what starting pitchers are supposed to do. So I look for Lance Lynn to bring that lunch pail mentality. And I know there were some signs that maybe he, since he had that no trade clause, that would he block a trade to the Los Angeles Dodgers? Well, maybe he was using that as some leverage to try to see if they'd pick up that $18 million option for next season. I have no idea, but if I'm Lance Lynn, why the hell wouldn't you want to come to the Dodgers to see if you can have a strong finish and then collect yourself a really nice bag and opt out of that deal? I thought for sure he was going to pick up that option, but we're going to talk about some Lance Lynn right here. I'm going to give you some some numbers on Lynn, but I want to DMAC putting lipstick on a pig spin, 199 USD. This is not a lipstick on a pig spin. I'll tell you right now. Bring my facts to the fight. You guys know I do that. So, through 21 starts, most of his peripherals, they're close to his career marks. Some of are even better. He's striking out hitters at a 26.9% clip. That's above league average. This year, his career rate for strikeout rate is 24%. That's his career rate for his strikeouts, 24%. This year, he's at 26.9%. Got some more super chats in here. 499 from Jose, Jose Rado 5. Tell Joe Kelly that he can't take number 17 because we are saving it for Otani, for Shotani. Hey, it's no Tani for the Dodgers at the deadline. But by the way, Joe, yesterday, Shohei Otani, man. I mean, Yaku Shonu. I mean, this is unbelievable what Otani was able to do. The shutout this scoreless shutout that he has two home runs i mean this guy is the baseball version of michelangelo man smash that like button for dmac appreciate that diane schroeder dcam if we got kike and kelly i know for a fact that we can get arenado too you need k's in an era with the shift band justin Lamas. that's a fantastic point that's the point we're going to get to right now is that that babbitt number is high that babbitt number and when i say babbitt i mean batting average on balls in play so whenever the balls in play against lance lynn opponents are above average and it's one of the highest marks in the league so his career average is around is 295 for batting average on balls in play and that in this year it's extremely high so that's something you consider as well. So, yeah, I mean, I think for Lance Lynn, I think he's going to be in a much better position to have success with the Dodgers. I think you look at the velocity. It has gone down. There's no question about that. But this isn't it. This isn't it. We could be looking back uh, after August 1st and saying to ourselves that, yeah, Lance Lynn is just an extremely dependable innings eater that hopefully will put up better production. So Otani will be wearing blue, not trading Miller for Nolan. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. If we get Joe Kelly, I will scream as loud as I can. Well, you did get Joe Kelly, so you should scream as loud as you can. The dead man, hopefully this isn't the only pitcher that can be brought in. Montgomery or Flaherty could be another name. If they can get Arenado, give us some runs. So the, the issue with that is, at this point now, we're talking about if Clayton Kershaw is healthy, Julio Arias is healthy, Walker Buehler comes back, Lance Lynn pitches well. I mean, are you going for five pitchers to pick four? Are you just giving yourself a contingency plan, which I'm totally fine with? Or are you saying to yourself, are we still looking for that number one guy? Or the Dodgers still think that Kershaw and Urias are number one guys? And I think on their best days, we know they are. But let's not forget, last year in the NLDS, those first two starts, they both gave three runs. They definitely were nice. They were serviceable. I think that Dave could have left them in the game longer than he did. But still, it's not like they were lights out last year. DMAC, the way Urias has been playing this season, do you think he takes a team-friendly next season? I'll talk about that later in the show. I've actually talked about that pretty extensively in other videos. DMAC, who's your Dodger dog of the trade? I like that. Dodger dog of the trade. Dodger dog of the game. Dodger dog of the game. I'm going to go with Lance Lynn because Lance Lynn is a guy that I think is going to help this team the most down the stretch. Even though I think Joe Kelly can absolutely be a weapon and he's going to bring a dynamic that they think this team sorely lacks especially in the postseason when you need guys that have electric stuff that can miss bats that can avoid 
putting the ball in play during certain stretches, I think that's going to play up. I think Joe Kelly hopefully brings what I was hoping that Alex Reyes would bring, and I definitely think he's going to factor into this bullpen, but also think that Lance Lynn, if you can correct him, if you can get him to be, at the very least, serviceable, that's going to go a long way for a rotation that was 23rd in innings pitched this season. So they absolutely need guys that can, at the very least, post. I mean, we're not, I mean, at the point, it's a luxury at this point to say, oh, we just want guys going to be lights out. No, we need to stop the bleeding, right? I mean, this ship is sinking. There's a lot of holes in that ship. You need to plug in those holes. I mean, you're not worried about just having a yacht at some point. You're worried just about having a, a safety vest, right? I mean, you're just drowning as far as this rotation goes. So you need guys that can do that. But let's Keep jumping to his numbers. DMAC, let me ask you a question. What is the Dodgers rotation come the postseason and next year, 2024, will be involved? So, kind of just answer that question. I mean, I still have a lot of confidence that Julio Arias is going to get it back together. I think Julio Arias, he has a lot riding on this season, contract year. We know what's at stake. He's not as far off as I think people think he is. Yes, he's had some bad spots, but yeah, his last start, he grinded. He gave his team a chance to win. He gave that home run to Bichette, gave that other run, gave three runs, but I think Julio Arias is going to be just fine. I think that he's a guy that you still trust go out to go out there, give you six, possibly seven innings in a postseason game. I think six innings of two, three run ball is definitely in the cards, and hopefully he gets hot towards the end of the year with so much riding on the season. Do not sell your stock on Julio Urias. The Urias is in there somewhere. DMAC, Freeman just got just goes over dumpster fire trash. This is not dumpster fire trash. To call Joe Kelly dumpster fire trash, to call Lance Lynn dumpster fire trash is just a weak casual take. It just means you're looking at the, the ERA and that's all you're focusing on. Let's not forget the White Sox are a bad team, a bad organization at this point, and that clubhouse had no juice. Look, these are professional athletes that are now joining a Dodgers team that has World Series aspirations. They have designs of winning in the Fall Classic. That does a lot for these players at this stage of their career. These are guys that want to win. Joe Kelly has won before. Lance Lynn has pitched at a top 10 level before. You're telling me that playing alongside Clayton Kershaw, playing alongside some of these Dodgers players in that clubhouse and being with this Dodgers coaching, which is the best in the sport as far as development, as far as identifying mechanical flaws, as far as putting you in a position to optimize your success. I think that Lance Lynn is going to be absolutely completely re-energized, completely reinvigorated, and he knows what's at stake too. So, these guys are actually going to focus on something to play for now. Exactly. We got Diane. I'm sure Joe Kelly is dancing in the streets right now about to get freed from the White Sox. Yes, exactly. It's a great point, Diane Schroeder. Give me a Dodgers Nation. Here you go. Hold on. the game. But yeah. So Lance Lynn's BABIP at 328 is the seventh highest in Major League Baseball. The seventh highest. Who's the first? Jack Flaherty's actually at 345. But getting into some of Lance Lynn's numbers here, this is a copium. This is copium, dude, for Michael Carrillo. I wouldn't say this is copium at all. I mean, I think that I'm not saying they traded for Shohei Otani. I'm not saying they traded for Bednar or anything like that. I'm saying they gave their number nine prospect when they had such a wealth of pitching prospects. So, yeah, is it going to hurt? I mean, maybe not guaranteed though. It's not like they give Josiah Gray, who I think goes on, who went on to be an all-star, right? I mean, you didn't give up too much. Trace Thompson was never going to play for this team again. Trace Thompson might never have success at the big league level again, right? So yeah, I mean, I don't think that there's a big loss here as far as who they're getting. I think that you're seeing that this is an extremely, extremely competitive market, an extremely competitive market. We know that. I think it's a good move by the Dodgers. I think they'll put Lynn right in that Mark Pryor pitching lab. They'll turn him into a more valuable innings eater, and he's going to give them some stability, right? He's going to take some stress, take some workload off that bullpen and some of the starting pitchers that aren't going deep into the game. So, look, since half of the league is making the playoffs now, it's not easy to get these elite players. It's just not. The prospect cost is extremely high. What I always say, Andrew Friedman likes to buy the Halloween candy the day after Halloween. No, you're having to buy PS5s after the launch date for double and triple the price, right? You're having to get your Jordans on stock X where you have to pay double and triple the price after the release. No, this is a seller's market. This is major league baseball of today. The good thing is that you lose a Nick Nostrini. Come on now. I mean, you're telling me that they're not going to replenish that. We're talking about Andrew Friedman here. This guy, you can put him on God, anywhere on God's green's earth. You put him anywhere on God's green earth, and he'll triple his worth, in the words of Jay-Z, right? So he's going to be just fine. I mean, the prospect-wise, I'm not focused on that at all. And, of course, I know Nick, as a UCLA guy, I know Nick, about Nick Nostrini for a long time now, and I wish him nothing but the best. So, yeah, hopefully he has a good career, but... 
when you consider the fact, I think that something that people are probably not even mentioning right now is the fact that Lynn and Kelly both have club options, $9 million, $18 million. You could possibly be getting players that can help you for next season as well, the way things shake out for a number nine prospect, Trace Thompson. And, I mean, I think pretty much Trace Thompson essentially really is a throw-in at this point. So, yeah, I mean, I just don't think that when you look at, I mean, you give Jordan Leisure too. I mean, look. This organization is going to be fine. It's not really about the price. Trade all the prospects and picks. Laker style. Who needs an ace? We got Boomer says Assassin. We need an ace. Max Scherzer will be the trifecta. Yeah, I think that that really is the big play. I think he hasn't said checkmate yet until you go out there and you get either a Scherzer, Verlander, kind of a no for me, dog, but you definitely have to trust the organization if they think that. But I also think, too, if you think you're going to get Bueller back, of course, it's tough when you're coming back from surgery, the feel, the command, you just never know. But people are crying and weeping in the chat about a guy we shipped off with an ERA of four in double-A casuals, man. Golden ear hip-hop forever. I don't – to say the Dodgers got fleeced is absurd. It just means you don't understand the market. It means that you don't, don't have an understanding about the market with the additional postseason team available. I mean, that's just the reality. Look, I'll give you a perfect example. If you don't have the uh, added postseason, right, if you don't have the extra wildcard team in the expanded postseason, the Angels don't trade for Lucas Giolito. Right? The Angels gave two of their top three prospects. Yes, it was the number 65th prospect in MLB Pipeline's top 100, but still, that guy's still on the market. It's easier to make trades for the contenders, right? That's the way it is. That's the nature of the beast now in Major League Baseball. So, I mean, it's not the sexiest move. It's still a move on the margins. I still believe that. But, yeah, I mean... I think this move makes a lot of sense. I mean, the Dodgers, they needed a, another bullpen piece. Joe Kelly, I mean, Bigford, is he a playoff pitcher? No. Is Yancy Almonte a playoff pitcher? I'm not so sure, right? Joe Kelly, he has been a playoff pitcher in 2018. He was one of the best playoff pitchers that year. Went on an absolute tear. So we got uh, the Dodgers bill for October, DMAC. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Dead Arm Scherzer from Phantom. Dodgers cutting out Deadwood, Trace, Noah, and is Barnes next? Good question. I'm not so sure. I talked to Austin Barnes yesterday at the ping pong tournament and uh i'm wishing him the best man i'm not so sure heavy no on dead arm i like how you don't even say it maybe we'll just treat max scherzer as voldemort he's a name that we just don't say anymore you missed my super chat angel drop your drop your comment again not as a super chat and i'll go down there and i'll read i apologize for that we trade our number nine prospect nick nastrini for an mlb starter and a high ceiling type reliever that number nine prospect got demoted to the bullpen at ucla he is not a guy guy great trade thank you i'll give you a comment of the night for that Things not working. Uh, Bueller is not going to be a factor this year. It's from Boomer Assassin. Which top young player do you think it would take for Arenado? Good question. I think that is something that at this point it's tough to say because, look, the reality is the Dodgers are negotiating with the Cardinals when it comes to Arenado. They're probably not at the negotiating stage of that, but I still think that they're probably communicating. And I'm sure that the Cardinals have made it clear what guys it would take. I'm sure it would take a Bobby Miller. I'm sure it might take multiple top 10 prospects for this team to get a Nolan Arenado. And we talked about extensively, dropped a whole video on that yesterday. So go watch that. But yeah, at the end of the day, if you include Chris Taylor in the deal, you wipe out 26 million that's left on his contract. You consider the money the Rockies are still paying on Nolan Arenado's deal. You're talking about four and a half years of Nolan Arenado for less than a hundred million dollars. That's one of the best deals in major league baseball. That's a deal that's similar to Freddie Freeman's six years, 162 million. And it would also take Arenado and Freddie to 2027 and you pair that with Mookie Betts you got all three of those guys for this core it makes a lot of sense I know I sound crazy I know that a lot of people disagree with me on that but if it would take Bobby Miller who I still think I would not do that deal if I had to it would be the last thing I would do but I think this team this Dodgers organization they're hell-bent on winning this year they want to win another World Series the owner of the Dodgers told me that himself Mark Walter told me that himself when I asked him period point blank last year I said has the dream been been realized for the Dodgers have you guys realized the dream he said no since we want to win more World Series they're not content with 160 game regular season World Series I can tell you that from the very very top right and for you to do that sometimes you have to trade some elite prospects okay sometimes you just have to do that if you can't help me win this year is Bobby Miller going to go to the bullpen this year and pitch for the Dodgers is he if they make another starter he's going to be a starting pitcher for the Dodgers is he I have my questions. Bobby Miller had a great start to this year. Bobby Miller was fantastic. He had a .7 ERA in his first four games. He was electric. He was lights out. But how's he been lately? 
He's been solid. He's been grinding. I think the potential is absolutely there. I think when you look at top shelf stuff, he absolutely has that in spades. We're talking about a guy that pumps triple digits. We're talking about a guy that has a five-pitch mix. We're talking about sliders, curveballs, changeups. This guy has a repertoire, cutters. We're talking about a guy that has a lot of clubs in his bag, and I think he has the potential to be a frontline starter one day. There's no question about that. But Bobby Miller, is he going to be able to give you five, six innings for the rest of the year, and you can depend depend on him in the postseason like the Dodgers were doing with Walker Buehler? I mean, look at Bobby Miller. In June, he had a 527 ERA. If you look at him in July, a 441 ERA. Okay, so it's not like he's been lights out of late. I still love Bobby Miller. I think that he's going to be a star. I think his potential to be a star. But the reality is, is can you count on it this year? And if why why did you send to sign Freddie Freeman? The Freddie Freeman signing would be pointless if they don't win a World Series. So here we go. Bueller was on the decline when he went down. Let's bring Kirk Gibson out of retirement and get him so and get him so that game one of the 1980 World Series. You tell him, Dmac. We got Lynn was pitching for a bad team too. Great point. That's from Frank Garcia. We got Dmac. Telling like it is for real, man. We got uh, Mitch Master. Yeah, jump jump more into Lance Lynn's numbers. So, yes, I think one of the weak spots, too, and this is going to be something that you're going to want to pay attention to early on when it comes to Lance Lynn, is the home run ball has been a major problem. A major problem for Lance Lynn. He actually is the worst in the sport. His 211 home runs per line, his, his, 211, two, his 211 home runs per nine, that leads all of Major League Baseball. Okay, that is the worst in the sport. He's allowed 28 dingers this season. So that's going to be something that you're going to want to watch early on in his career with the Dodgers. Is Can he keep the ball in the yard? Because that has been a massive issue for him, and that's something that he really, really, really needs to approve upon if he's going to have success with the Dodgers. In fact, 20.6% of the fly balls that he's allowed have gone over the fence this year. 20.6%. That's nearly a quarter of the fly balls are going out of the yard. So 28 home runs, that's more than any season of his career. So that's bad. Like I said, a 647 earned run average, that's almost three full runs above his career average of 371. He has a career 371 ERA. If you can get anywhere close to that, this is a dub for the Dodgers, right? If you look at the ground ball rate, too, you want to see that go up a little more, too. This year, his ground ball rate is at 38.1%. For his career, it's 42.9%. So that's something you want to look at, too. Now, what you really want to focus on, though, is the ERA estimators. If you look at the quality of contact estimators, those all point to him having some positive regression to the mean. A 522 FIP, that's not great. 482 expected ERA. A 392 Sierra this year are great by any stretch, but it's a lot less than his ERA at 647. So what we went through with Noah Syndergaard, there's at least a plan. There's a path. There's a list of items that we can identify whereas Noah Syndergaard just didn't have it he just did not have it and he wasn't going to improve but the strikeout rate is still well above average like I said 26.9 K percentage that's higher than his 24 percent career average and in this day and age with the ball and play more with the restriction on the shift having a guy that can miss bats is definitely at a premium I always say the pitcher's best friend now it's not the double play ball it's the ability to miss bats but back to the comment section we got Scott Barlow now I love Scott Barlow bring him home we got Trey D May he's our new Dreitford ouch you know what's crazy about Darren Dryford? Here's a not-so-fun fact. He actually had the bubonic plague. The bubonic plague at one point, Darren Dryford. Man, yeah, it was rough. That, uh, that uh, man, it was like ribs on a, in a... His elbow was like ribs in a slow cooker, just falling off the elbow. But uh, I hear Steve Garvey's available... Really need to chill until next year. We got Mets are selling some of their players. It's clear after they traded their best reliever to the Marlins last night. So a Max Scherzer trade is not out of the question. Conservative Zach. Yeah. Who is the very first person in the Dodger verse to say that? Right. And the interesting thing about Stephen Cohen is the Dodgers have elite prospects. Right. And I would not be surprised if Stephen Cohen was willing to eat some money to get some prospects for the Dodgers because Stephen Cohen has already done that in trades this year. So that's somebody to consider as well. Andrew is the best. His deals are solid, and he's brought up good players. We got DMAC check, the fire take. You want to, you want a fire take? Man, my buttons are like, I have to do it manually. You want here? I, you guys get what you asked for, so let me make sure I got you guys. Okay, there's like some issue with this, so I'll figure it out. Uh, we got um, we got Arenado as a Dodger by tonight. That's a bold take. That's a bold take. D Mag, we will get one more starter and a pen. Uh, you missed my super chat, Angel. Let me keep keep going with your super chat. I'm gonna go up and try to find it. 
I apologize. I don't have a producer. I'm going rolling solo here. Uh, we got the best available. I think the moves make sense, but I think we still need one more arm. Absolutely, Marco. I could not agree with you anymore. DMAG, we will get one more starter. I do think so. I think that is the plan at this point. Hopefully, they go out there and they make an impact trade. But if you don't get an elite starter, maybe you can get a reliever. Maybe you can get a Barlow. Maybe you can get someone that can help you from a bullpen standpoint where, yeah, you kind of fix things in other areas. We got, we got the Urias is missing. What's the deal with him? Joe Kelly throws 100. We needed some more velo in the pen. Exactly hepatitis. I've been beating that drum for a long time now. And it's not just velo because Bruce Dark Gratterall, not all velo is treated equally, right? And you look at Bruce Dark Gratterall's velo, it doesn't miss as many bats, whereas we know Joe Kelly's has the potential to do so. Trade Lynn, along with Youngsters to St. Louis, we got conservative Zach. Mets are selling. Barnes can't hit the ping pong ball either. either. Wow. If I had my thing working, it would go. We got Aaron out to the Dodgers. We got Yancey stuff plays up in the playoffs. Let's not forget how electric he was before game four. Yeah, I think there's a potential to be, but still we have to see it for longer than a game, right? He has to prove it for longer than that. We got Kelly equals fireman. Phillips equals closer. We'll see how that plays out. Daniel Hudson's probably not going to be back this year, but I still think you're talking about high leverage guys in key spots. I think they still will maintain flexibility. Pitching, pitching, pitching equals no Arenado. Joe Kelly looks like a Simpsons character from the early episodes. Wow, metal rules. As a diehard Simpsons fan, as a Simpsons historian, I really appreciate that. Otani equals go crazy day yesterday. Dalton rushing. Oh, here, I'm looking for Angel's thing. Uh, what part of the meal are we at in the Mexican restaurant right now? It's from Kelton. So as you guys have known is I've been using this analogy for the Mexican restaurant. And I said that Kike was like the ice cube in the water when you first set the table. And then Rosario is the chips and salsa. Now we're at the appetizer. Now we're at the appetizer. We're for sure at the appetizer stage. So I definitely think that. The entree is not – we're not quite at the entree. We're not quite at the entree, but I think we're definitely at the appetizer. We're talking jalapeno popper dip. We're talking about nacho supreme. We're talking about deep-fried guacamole at this point, okay? So the entree is on the way to answer your question. Thoughts on if Arenado is realistic or more of a pipe dream, and is it worth giving up Miller? That's from Owen Cortez. I pretty much have answered this question. I don't think it's a complete pipe dream. I think as long as there is actual conversations, as long as there's actual communication with the Cardinals and the Dodgers that lets you know that something is possible because the Cardinals wouldn't pick up that phone if they didn't say to themselves that hey there are some guys that if you want to make us a godfather offer if you want to make us an offer that we can't refuse maybe we will trade Nolan Arenado because the Cardinals that's a winning organization that's an organization that wins World Series, and that's an organization that realizes that, hey, yeah, you have Goldie, you have Arenado. Yeah, it's a, that's really an organization that really never rebuilds. They really never completely go through a down-to-the-studs teardown, but they realize that Arenado is a player that the defensive metrics, as far as this year, have been on a decline. He's still raking, still well above average at the plate. He's still, I think, one of the better defensive third baseman in the game if he gets with the Dodgers I think of course he's a massive upgrade to Max Muncy even on his worst day but I also think too that the ultimate kicker here is that Arenado has a no trade clause he has a no trade clause and the Dodgers are the only team that he would waive that no trade clause for that tells you that the Dodgers are not competing with anyone. They're not competing with anyone like they were last year with the Mariners for Luis Castillo. You're not having that competition. It's just you and the Cardinals uninterrupted. If you can get a deal done, great. If you can't, then you don't get them. But it's not like we're going to see Nolan Arenado go to another team most likely because we know that if he has his heart in Los Angeles, maybe they do right by him. Maybe they say, hey, you're coming home, right? So, look, the reality is when you're the Cardinals, as much as you love your house, right, you could have this house that you had so many memories in, but if someone offers you four or five times what your house is worth, you're going to listen to offers, right? And Arenado to the Dodgers would be a homecoming that would be great. But uh, we got uh, – what's the part of the meal we at? We got uh, Rip the Ripper, Hire Skip Schumacher, Fire Dave Roberts, uh, Trade Catman from B920. You guys know I've been about that for a long time now. Uh, Lynn throwing BP for socks. 
We got needed five Dodger dogs trade. That's from Craig Osterberg. Roberts is the best from Robert. We got Mariachi Joe is back from Abdur. 1.2K in the box. DMAG, what up, everyone? By the way, if you're new to the channel, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. This is the number one Dodgers YouTube channel. I see some other Dodgers YouTube channels trying to copy our thumbnails. It's all good. It's all love. But you guys are all this. We are dedicated to the fans here. This is all about you guys. That's why you see your comments are on the screen so you guys can view your comments at all times because Dodgers Nation is all about the fans. So definitely, if you're new to the channel, be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. We're also going to be giving away $1,000 worth of giveaways in the coming month, too. So be on the lookout for giveaways. You can be a winner. We're still ironing out the details. Yeah, let me ask you the question. If you could get a Dodgers giveaway, what kind of things would you guys want? Jerseys, hats, autographed baseballs, say some wild stuff. But let me know down below. DMAC is rocking in the zone. What up, Mitch? We got uh, Trey Urias. No guarantee he comes back next year. Get something for him. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. No, 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 no. And I understand the logic there. I understand the logic, Neil. But no, because I think Urias is still going to be just fine. I think Urias, if you're entering a postseason series, he is going to be okay. I mean... Look, he had his worst start of his career against the Orioles. There's no doubt about that, right? And the changeup really has been the problem pitch for his for his arsenal this year. But look, I mean, he has sprinkled us some really nice starts. His last start, Julio gives up three runs in six innings versus the Blue Jays. Before that worst start of his career, eight earned runs in five innings, dig up one home run. Before that, he looked really good against the Mets. Against the Mets, six innings, no runs allowed. Remember, he gave that double to Nimmo that looked like it was a home run for a second, but no. Before that, against Pittsburgh two earned runs in six innings and then he got rocked in that first inning against the the Royals where he was getting babbed to death and a lot of bloop shots so I still think there is some room for some really I mean look at the start against San Diego the in back in May seven innings two earned runs he was looking really good and then he ends up giving up those four home runs in one inning against the Cardinals where he wasn't right. And I was talking to Jose Moda about that, and he told me that Urias came up to him right after that start and said, I don't feel right. I'm not feeling right. My mechanics aren't right. And he was pulling. He wasn't. His command was so off. You just look at him not hitting his spots. And physically, the injuries, I think him adjusting to the pitch clock is something, too. I think it's a factor, too. Once he irons everything out, I still think that Julio is a gamer. I think that he's someone who wants to get paid as much money as he possibly can. Look, you don't sign with Scott Boris unless you're trying to get the most money that you possibly can. And I think Julio is going to want to do just that. And I think, look, the Dodgers... I mean, that is starting against the Cardinals the first time the Dodgers have given up four runs by a starter, four home runs by a starter since Ben Wade back in 1954. So he's been making the wrong kind of history this year, but I think he's going to have a turnaround season. I truly believe that. Uh, DMAC, uh, what, what part of the meal we at? We got uh, uh, DMAC. Should, be, should we get a closer? That's from Tex. That's a tough name to read. T-K-R-Z Wyatt. I think, look, there's really no one out there as far as, I mean, I think we should get another reliever, but I still think we should maintain that flexibility. I think, look, Araldis Chapman, if you want to look beyond the baggage, that would have been the guy. If you wanted a closer, that would have been the guy. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and debate you on getting Araldis Chapman, who's kind of paid his time and really done his time really as far as punishment. Now, his punishment in the public realm is a different conversation, but I'm just saying as far as a player goes, if you're looking for a closer, if you're looking for the prospect cost and the price of him, that would have probably been the guy. But I think at this point, the Dodgers are probably committed unless they go out there and get more of an established, firm closer. Robertson just gets traded to the Marlins. I mean, you can go get a Barlow. Bednar is not happening. Bednar is still pre-arbitration. The haul that would take would be so high. And the Pirates, they feel like they're going to contend in the next few years. So they still feel that Bednar can help them in the near future as far as contending goes. So that's not going to happen. Joe Kelly throws punches. We need that dog. Yeah, he's going to be a contender for the Dodger dog. dog of the game. Game for sure. Arenado and Hicks from the cards. I mean, apparently the... Cardinals were considering trying to extend Hicks, but we'll see what happens with that. But he's another guy with electric stuff for sure. Four ninety nine for Mike Trout. Mike Trout, who is a guy. Hey, by the way, Mike Trout was a the number twenty fifth pick. He was a compensation pick. We'll see what the Angels get with their compensation pick. No, I mean uh, this is from Mike Trout. Mickey Mouse is holding me hostage. <laughs> <laughs> 
okay, that's a comment of the game. Where is my what is it wrong with my comment thing by the way? I should give myself a bro because my comment thing is like is not working here. But uh let's see here. Okay, well I'm gonna figure that out. When you get the comment of the game, you get one of those. Arenado and Scherzer to LA. We got curious. That's from Anthony Cortez. Chris Allegro, curious to know who they are going to send down for Lance and Joe. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I Obviously, you're going to have some casualties in that bullpen. You're going to have to probably possibly move some people from the 40 man, but we, I think it's a little premature to get there because they're still going to make some more moves. So let's see who they ultimately get in the hall. But, I mean, of course, you just option Yanni. Rosario, we'll see how he looks. We'll see how Kike looks. So we're going to see how some of these guys fare. But, yeah, you're going to make those moves when we cross that bridge. And we'll be there. We'll be there. Give him a couple more days to cook. But uh, uh, this chat rules. Thank you, Cardinavis Lunar Activity. I appreciate it. Daniel Hudson for Joe Kelly. We should trade for Hicks and Nolan Arenado. Diane Shooter, the fairy godmother, the queen of Dodgers Nation chats. Are you still sticking to your three-and-a-half Dodger Dogs prediction? We get Arenado. I don't, that's not my prediction that we get Arenado. My rumor meter is that there's smoke in the negotiations. So as far as the rumor being real, as far as the rumor that there are negotiations, as far as that, as far as that they're talking to each other, as far as that there's communication, that's where that goes. I'm not predicting that it is going to happen, but I do think that it's a lot more real than it was. There's a lot more smoke than there was a few days ago that one Cardinals beat writer thinks there is. So I'm trying to lock down an interview with one of these Cardinals beat writers again to see, uh, get an update on that. But I want to be a Dodgers for Mike Trout. Get me out of here, Mike Trout. Yeah, free Mike Trout. It's like that meme where the, the cat's in the pet store and the guy's going up to him yelling. He's like, let me get you out of there. I'm going to get you out of there. So, yeah, it's kind of similar to that. $5 from Massimo. DMAC, what is the Dodgers' next move? Where do you think Friedman will go from here? And what do you think will happen with Jimmy Nelson, J.P. Fireisen, and Blake Tryon? That's a good question. I mean, you just never know with this Dodgers organization as far as the second part of your question as far as Blake Tryon. Blake Tryon said earlier in the year that it'd be a disappointment if he didn't pitch this season. So, he said a lot of stuff last year, too, and what happened, right? He said a lot of stuff last year, too, and he came back, and he didn't look good. He gave that home run to Cronenworth there in game two of the NLDS against the Padres. But, yeah, I think for him, I mean, he began that second rehab start with OKC back in July, and it's just going to be an uphill climb for Jimmy Nelson. I don't think he's going to be a part of their plans. And He's definitely – you saw it happen with Alex Reyes. He's done – Fireheisen was a guy that – they were hoping that he would get him back. He's been electric. Shelby Miller was placed on the 60-day IL. So lots of guys on the 60-day IL. That's why you need to have relievers that are experienced that you can trust. That's another reason why they went out there and got Lance Lynn. As far as what's the next move, the next move, I think, is another starting pitcher in a true impact bat. I mean, Kike's nice. I think Rosario's going to be nice, especially against lefties. But those guys are... Guys here for a specific role to hit lefties. I think if you want to add another true impact bat, Arenado could be the guy. We've talked about guys like Tommy Pham. I know that you guys aren't high on Tommy Pham. That's probably unlikely, but if he wasn't Tommy Pham, he checks off a lot of boxes as far as he's going to be a free agent after this year, as far as he's been one of the most productive hitters in the game that's on an expiring deal that can play some outfield. So we'll see. I mean, you have to fix third base. I mean, you know how high I am on Jamer Candelario. Another guy's going to be a free agent. He's an above average bat that's been one of the best defensive third basemen this year that's going to be free after the season as a expiring contract with the Dodgers like that. And then if they get Arenado, that kind of really speaks for itself. But Tyrio Hanser to the pen. I like that. But uh, yeah, some more on Lance Lynn and kind of what uh, he's going to do for this team. Like I said, just try to get him right. I mean, try to get him right. Try to get him serviceable. And that's going to be the number one thing. So we'll get you some more comments here. And I'll drop another video too, just to try to try to, uh, go further in depth on some of this stuff, but I definitely want to just come on here, give you an instant reaction. Joe Kelly and Lance Lynn, kind of the bottom line of what you need to know is with Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly, their expected numbers versus their ERA, there's quite a disparity there, and that points to them having more success, and that's why the Dodgers trade for these two, because they thought they could fix them, that they thought they could optimize them. I'm sure they've already identified certain things, whether it be sequencing, pitch mix, mechanically, different sequences, and then they're going to try to fix them. So, that definitely made a lot of sense. And two, you trade Nick Nostrini, your number nine prospect. Yeah, he's definitely a really quality prospect. His velocity has increased. The strikeout numbers have gone down a little bit this year. He's regressing a little bit this year. 
college guy, UCLA, but still they have such a war chest of pitchers. That's what Friedman does. He's going to trade out of a position of strength where he has the most abundance of talent at that position. So that made some sense. And you bring Joe Kelly back, who knows what it's like to pitch with his Dodgers uniform. Look, like Kobe said, the Lakers aren't for everyone. Same thing goes for the Dodgers. The Dodgers aren't for everyone. It's not as easy to pitch in front of 56,000 with the pressure cooker that is the Los Angeles Dodgers that have a World Series or bust mentality. So, and you bring a Lance Lynn, too, who's a veteran that they've been interested in for quite some time that also has shown some potential as well. So, that really is the bottom line. The Dodgers needed some depth at pitching. They needed another reliever. And I think the upside is absolutely there. And I think Lance Lynn, the key is try to keep the ball in the yard. We kind of broke down some of his issues. And yeah, I mean, his velocity has dropped. I mean, you're talking about Lance Lynn at one point in his career, still at 95 miles per hour. The velo is down to 92.4 miles per hour, but hopefully you can get it right. Also, too, the en vogue pitch for the Dodgers has been that cutter. You saw what Ryan Brazier has been able to do with it. Michael Groh has been able to do with it as far as them improving their games. Well, that's his second most frequently used pitch is that cutter for Lance Lynn at 26.5%. But uh, D-Mac running some D-Smack. What up, B. Guzman? See, I know I'll do all comments. Comments right here, and I'll let you guys enjoy the rest of your day. We're at 51 minutes now. Thank you for joining us here in this emergency episode of Dodgers Dugout. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at dmac underscore la. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. Here's your here is your comments on what kind of giveaways we should give up. I've got autographed baseball and jersey from Massimo Buffon. We got jersey from Carnivorous Lunar Activity. Yeah, jerseys seem to be the most requested giveaway for sure. Pack of Dodger Dogs from NS. I'm sure you probably want the Farmer John variety. Mookie is going back to right field. Dodgers 818. You've heard me harp on that for quite some time now. He is your best defender best defender by a wide margin and the best position he plays is right field so i agree that that has to be the move at some point you got to get him in right field where he has the biggest impact and he changes the outcome of the game you saw the other day in the comeback against the blue jays wasn't the best throw little offline by mookie Betts, but he can change the game with outfield assists baseballs and jerseys we got this is enough bring back cody and let's call it a day keep ct3 and muncie please look one thing i'll say about cody bellinger you guys know I'm a belly Ever Love me some Cody Bellinger. I'm glad he's having success, but he has been the fifth luckiest player as far as the expected numbers versus the production. So will that production regress to the mean a little bit? Will he come down to earth? That's a possibility. Also, too, don't sleep on James Altman. James Altman, I talked to yesterday. He's in good spirits. I asked him what his favorite ballpark to play. He said it was Wrigley, and we saw how much success he had in Wrigley at Cody Bellinger's current stadium. Right. And James Altman has picked it up of late. He's looked a lot better. He's played the part defensively and he's a 113 weighted runs created plus with 12 home runs. That's where James Altman is at. And that's definitely very, very respectable. I mean, especially when you consider the cost. And I think Cody Bellinger is going to go to a, another win-now team. Of course, you've seen the moments he's had in the postseason, robbing Fernando Tatis Jr. of his lunch money, hitting the game-winning home run in Game 7 of the 2020 NLCS. But, yeah, James Albin has played a lot better. In the month of July, James Albin is hitting 323 with a 924 OPS. He's 20 for 62. Power numbers... You want to see him pick up for sure a three home runs, but I think that's been part of the reason why he's been able to have that success because he's not out there trying to slug. But uh, JD's body's falling apart. It's questionable how long he'll last for Mike Taylor. Arenado wants to be a Dodger. Arenado for Urias from B920. But that's not a move that the, that the Cardinals want to make because he's a free agent, right? He's going to be a free agent after this season. He's not under team control. The Cardinals, they're after team control. They want young pitchers. They need pitching in that organization. I also think Michael Bush can make Michael Bush a central figure in that deal as well. Pinching wins championships. That's from Phantom. Yeah, if you want the dub, you got to slug, but also if you want the dub, you've got to shove. We got uh, Kelly forgets where home plate is in key spots. Deuce, look, this is a different Joe Kelly. Remember when he was, I mean, there's not the Joe Kelly that's missing badly and Breaking his window, right? This is not that Joe Kelly, but the cease over Arenado, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be against that. I mean, that's a good debate, to be honest. I mean, I don't want to dive into that too much here, but yeah, I mean, the thing about Dylan Cease is he really is having a pretty down-to-earth regression. He's basically 7% above league average, but it's the potential, and it's 
his ceiling and what he could do with the Dodgers. So, yeah, I mean, the White Sox apparently are turning down trade offers for Joe, for Dylan Cease, but also it was reported they were turning down trade offers for Dylan Cease, Lance Lynn, and Joe Kelly. So I, everyone has a price. That's all I'm going to say. But uh, DMAC, what about Snell? Do you think Dodgers, Padres could swing a trade? Blake Snell's been fantastic this year. Snell Zilla's going to help a team in the postseason. Will that be the Dodgers? I just find that tough to believe. I mean, a Padres team that is absolutely obsessed with beating the Dodgers to trade their best deadline trade chip to the Dodgers. I see that as highly unlikely. Also, there'd be a lot of lefties in that rotation. DMAC, thank you for your service. Rod Wilson, thanks for rocking with us, man. It's all about you guys, man. You guys make the show what it is. Appreciate you guys and all your takes. Let's keep rocking with them. Uh, don't trade the farm for Urias. We got, can we please get Manny back? Manny Machado or Manny Ramirez? Cause I take Manny Ramirez back for sure. Manny Machado, I don't know, man. That's a lot of money. Eleven years, three fifty, and he's having an absolutely horrendous season. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I think he could probably pick it up with the Dodgers, possibly. But yeah, Manny Machado this year. He's definitely came down to earth. Still above average, but that's a lot of money on that deal. 11 years, 350. Will your sock be a giveaway, Brian Diaz? Yeah, I actually put it in the hamper. So I'm going to watch that. Uh, we need Bellinger back. Uh, Jordan Hicked. Uh, thank you so much, Diane. Appreciate you. Uh, the dead man, DMAC, of the guys who we have played this season, who do you think will be traded? Interesting question. I mean, I think for the right players, I think – a lot more expendable. I think Michael Grove has increased his stock. I think Gavin Stone has been better since he's gone back to that two-seam fastball, to that sinker, and is trying to really change that pitch mix to kind of optimize what he has. And try. He really needs something to kind of go left and guy has a lot of tumbling action on that changeup. So his stock isn't as high as it was entering the season when he had a 1-4-8 ERA and won the Dodgers minor league pitch of the year. Bobby Miller, I still think he's close to untouchable, but we saw 2021 Dodgers trade their top two prospects i don't think there is an untouchable prospect and really i've talked to people that are in the sport and they tell me the same thing they really there's always a player that i mean what if they if, if julio rodriguez was offered for bobby miller would you trade him of course you show otani of course right so there's no such thing as an untouchable prospect so yeah it just really depends on the player as far as arenado i think it could be an interesting conversation luis robert jr is another guy who yeah i mean luis robert jr talk about the deal he signed such a team-friendly deal he could be worth so much and get such a haul. Trade Bobby M for the new soundboard, DMAC. <laughs> J-Dog, you're killing me, man. I will. DMAC, you missed two super chats. Okay. Yeah, I definitely need my producer today because I you got, I can't, like, see these at all times. It's impossible. So, yeah, I'll, do, I'll try my best. Sometimes, maybe you guys can get me on Twitter. If you guys, if I, if I miss your super chat, tweet me at DMAC underscore LA, and I'll check that throughout the show, and I'll read it that way. How about that for a solution? DMAC, you need a producer. Yeah, there was an emergency episode. Uh, fam is a psycho from Deuce. Yeah, he is for sure and everyone says okay he slapped John Peterson don't want him but hey, he did connect on that slap if he had missed eight times and was swinging and missing I would say no but he connected no I'm just playing uh, fam is bad chemistry fam is a weirdo F Snell for life from I don't know DMAC over under two and a half more X Dodgers joining the team that's a good question Mitchell Hopkins I don't think Justin Turner is going to join the team I don't think Cody Bellinger is going to join the team so I think we're pretty much set with Joe Kelly and Kike Hernandez but you just never know with this organization I guess it's possible we got uh that's facts west coast yankees hey no i mean i think the this team is past the yankees i think when you look at their organizations right now dmac coming for another emergency stream when they get nolan yeah absolutely I and mean, i'll go instantly on that one uh love you outman we got jerseys jerseys okay we'll look for some jerseys to give away and that'll be the thing so i'll, I'll let you guys know about the giveaways and what we're going to be after because we're talking about the real deal stuff none of that cheap stuff i mean we're talking about the the real deal official licensed mookies freddies arenados hopefully so yeah we'll definitely get to the bottom of that Trade Vargas for Arenado, DMAC. I seen rumors about the Cardinals would want young pitching in a deal. They have Bobby Miller, Gavin Stone, Ryan Pepio, and Emmett Sheehan in talks, according to people with knowledge of the trade. So if you include Chris Taylor and they take on some of that money, you maybe I mean that's a lot. That's that's a little too much. That's that's a that's a pretty high asking price right there. Like I said, you already gave Nick Nostrini, and you talk about this war chest of pitchers that the Dodgers have, this surplus that they have. I'm not so sure about that. We got uh, the Cardinals and Sheehan and Stone need Gonsolin out of here. Going to start calling DMAC Rabbit with them bars. <laughs> I.e. Doyer. 
<laughs> DN hat. I like the one you have on DMAC. Yeah, I'm working on getting these little mass produced. a little bit of a licensing problem because it says Dodgers, so that's the only issue. But we might get a DN version. $4.99 for my guy Devin over on YouTube. Met Nolan's aunt the other day in Mission Viejo. Quote, hopefully he comes to the Dodgers. Were her exact words, the sentiment of him to L.A. is family-wide. That is from Devin over on YouTube. Okay, Devin, that is a very interesting remark right there, and that tells you the gravitational pull Nolan Arenado and the homecoming to Los Angeles. Let's not forget, Nolan Arenado has not been shy about the fact that he has made it very clear he grew up a Dodgers fan. Okay, he trains with Freddie Freeman's trainer. They share the same trainer in Newport Beach, California. So it would be a great story. I mean, make no mistake about it. Nolan Arenado is not your typical star. There's ties to Los Angeles. Chicks dig him. I had someone say that they consider everything, the Dodgers, every single thing that's involving a player they consider. They do consider their marketability. I'll tell you that right now. You think they just look at statistics, say this guy can help us? No, they always consider players that will appeal to the fan base. Look today, they bring back Joe Kelly, right? So I'm telling you, that is absolutely a factor when it comes to this organization. We got the Taylor Cox, D-Max, Lance Lynn as a lumberjack. Dodgers need more of the intimidation factor on the mound. Fear the beer. That's from Taylor Cox. That would be a that's a comment of the night presented by our friends over at Horonitos. Thank you, DMAC, for the stream, bro. Thank you, guys. Yeah, that's going to do it. I'm going to be back later after the game, so we'll do a post-game show. We'll talk more about this. We'll drop another video about Joe Kelly and Lance Lynn coming to the Dodgers, but that's just some instant reaction from this trade that brings Joe Kelly, Mariachi Joe Kelly, Mr. Pouty Face, back to L.A. He brings with him Lance Lynn. Lance Lynn, really the centerpiece of the deal because he's a starting pitcher, and, of course, number nine prospect, Jordan, uh, number nine prospect, Nick Nestrini. We've talked about quite a bit on this stream, Nick Nestrini. And uh, he is, he's on the way. Of course, Trey Thompson goes back. Jordan Leisure, double A pitcher as well. So yeah, they're going to be just fine guys. The Dodgers are going to be able to replenish that as well. So I wouldn't be worried too much about that. And also the Dodgers, have just made a move. They have just DFA Justin Brewer and Edie's Leonard to make room on the 40 man roster for Joe Kelly and Lance Lynn. So there you go. Like we said earlier, going to have to make a 40 man move. Someone's going to go off that 40 man roster. And that's exactly what they did. DFAing those two. So that's going to do for this episode of Dodgers dugout. Thanks for rocking with us guys here in the emergency episode in the afternoon. Hope you have a great Friday. Be sure to join us after the show. We're going to break down tonight's Reds versus Dodgers game. We're going to talk more trade rumors. So yeah, guys definitely see you a little later. Enjoy the rest of your Friday. Thanks as always. Be sure to subscribe to the channel. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. And until next time, think blue. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.